Welcome to Two Peas in a Pod. I'm Max Pisano. And I'm Joseph Pisano. Each week we'll be talking real estate, banking and mortgages, sharing insights into the local real estate markets and updates on the banks for your mortgages and investment loans to help you make better informed decisions. And also give you an opportunity to ask questions in this ever-changing, uncertain environment. So let's get into it, shall we? Well, hi, Joseph, and um, welcome again to this week's podcast. How have you been? I've been good. Uh, Max, how about yourself? How have you been? Look, I've got to say I've been great. The weather's been uh, not as fantastic here in Melbourne. We've got some listeners that are obviously from interstate and overseas as well. Um, One of the things I've noticed is uh, we're sort of dealing with a little bit of... um, I don't know whether it's it's beneficial or not, but I've noticed a bit of complacency in the in the general public. By that I mean that you know, I'm noticing more people out and about, even though that in Victoria we've still till the 11th of May we still got our you know original stay at home uh, directions. So I have noticed that. That's that's. Yeah, I have too. Sure actually, I've... yeah, I've actually noticed that too. The last I know the weather's been miserable the last few days, but. I've noticed there's uh, quite a few more cars on the road um, driving around, um, yeah. which I didn't yeah. say a few weeks ago. Last week I noticed a little bit of an increase, but certainly this week a, a heck of a lot more cars on the road. Um, yeah, and I've got to say, I'm not sure whether I'm um, concerned or not concerned about it. I think that, you know, the risks of, of coronavirus are still there. And, and probably we should say, because I know we record these episodes one or two weeks in advance. I mean, today's the, the first of the month, first of May. So when listeners are listening to this, it's good to get a bit of reference. But, yeah. you know, I've got a, my eldest daughter who's, uh, who's in uni, um, started back at a bit of casual work today. She was called in and she was a bit apprehensive. In fact, she gave me a call uh, from the store saying that she was a bit concerned about all the people she saw around. So I guess like it took a while to get adjusted into, you know, being in so-called lockdown, it's, it's obviously going to take a bit of adjustment to get back into the swing of things. Oh, definitely. I mean, the kids, um, yeah, as you said, I mean, the, the secondary kids are back this week too. You know, um, my daughter did a sack uh, being in year 12. So that was one of her things for the week. Um, but, yeah, everyone seems to be back, um, well, online, not at school, but online. So... Yeah. Well, I guess uh, the we just keep our eyes uh, and ears posted to the next sort of cabinet meeting and and see what uh, you know what's in store post eleventh of May. Well, I thought um, this week, Joe, we might just talk a little bit about uh, a couple of things that have been going on in my world, in, in particular the um, the real estate world. And, and I've got to say, a lot of my time is going towards managing of um, you know rental. Uh, stress, rental difficulty. So I thought I might talk a little bit about that, if that's okay. Definitely. Good idea. That's that's a that's a good topic to talk about. Well, one of the things that's been, um, that I've had to deal with this week is the, I've got a few tenants, fortunately not too many, because I've been able to come up with, with um, you know, resolutions for them. But in particular, trying to access the government's $2,000 uh, rent, what they call rent relief grant. And and the way that works is that the government's providing a $2,000 one-off payment paid to landlords or agents, if there's a managing agent, um, if a tenant qualifies for a few things. And 
this is where I've had some of the difficulty this week in dealing with because um, the eligibility criteria is number one, you have to register a new agreement with Consumer Affairs, which which is pretty straightforward. I mean, if you come up with a, an agreement with the tenant, you you just simply go online, register that, and and they acknowledge that, and that's the first step to the eligibility to get the two thousand yeah. dollars. The next step is is where it gets a bit tricky because the first thing is um, tenants must not earn more than I think it's about nineteen hundred dollars a week before tax. Now, what's unclear is is whether or not that's combined household or one person. I'm assuming it's the person on the lease, which is okay because most of the tenants I'm dealing with that are that have got these issues are, are mainly students, uh, some local and some overseas. So they don't have that sort of income. The yeah. other one is that um, the rent they're paying has to be in excess of 30% of their income. Again, the ones, the genuine ones that I'm dealing with do have that issue. And the third one, which is really the tricky one, is that they have to have less than $5,000 in savings, not including their super. Now, this is where I found it gets a little bit tricky because here's the thing, right? I've got, in one particular case, I've got two students, local students, one studying, I think, medicine, one studying um, psychology, and they've got more than five grand in savings. They've got probably, I don't know, you know, probably double that, but, but it's savings have accumulated over a number of years for purposes of school, so school fees, and in particular, in one case, for an exchange-type arrangement, exchange-type students. So... You know, it seems a bit unfair if, if they have to dip into that, I guess, from the perspective of qualifying and being eligible. So I've tried to sort of understand that aspect of it because it forms a big part. You know, it really makes a difference as to whether they can access the $2,000 or not. So that's, that's sort of one that's probably going to be a bit of a test case by submitting one of these applications yeah. and seeing what happens. But but essentially, essentially, this is what I'm trying to do. So to give you an example of the numbers, right? Well, let's say there's a tenant paying $2,000 a month, right? They've come to us and said, look, we're really struggling now because yeah, a lot of these students obviously work in hospitality. And as you know, hospitality work is almost negligible at the moment. So they come to us and say, look, our income's dropped dramatically. Some yeah. of them, of course, have applied and are eligible for either job seeker Many are not eligible for job keeper because if you're casual and you haven't worked in excess of 12 months continuously, you're not eligible. So, so they're finding themselves with a bit of a shortfall. And so the idea is two grand a, a month, let's say in this example, if we were to reduce the, the rent by say half for two months, so that's $1,000 per month, that means it leaves a shortfall of $2,000. So... So the idea is from the tenant's side, they don't have to pay back the $2,000 that they've been given a discount, but then we help them go through the application of obtaining the $2,000 grant from the government, which then goes to pay the landlord. Because as you know, I mean, you've got clients that have got mortgages and investment loans that they can't really afford to to drop the rent by $2,000 over two months. So... That's right. That that's um, and that's just to break in here. That's um, yeah, and, they, and they're the type of people that are struggling anyway. If <laughs> they've lost their jobs, right? Same thing, where they're applying for a you know uh, 
a holiday period from the banks. Now, yes, I, I was going to ask you one question, Max. If we can just go, yeah. um, the are you noticing that this is happening more in the higher density rental areas? And what I mean by that is. Um, a place like Carnegie, which is listed by some banks, it's high residential development, right? Yeah. Um, and I just saw a thing, and you just um, alerted something. It, um, I, I was actually looking, uh, I've got a client looking at buying in, in that area, that postcode. And it was funny, you, you put in the information, the numbers, the pay slip and etc and you want a figure to come out whether they can borrow what they're after and the question pops up and says just be careful that's a high development uh residential area um we're not willing to land you know look look at our policy there's a policy change there um there's a policy change there and um you you won't be able to lend 80 percent let's say we're only lending 70 percent Right. So, well, hmm, it's a very good question, actually, and and I don't think I've seen a, a major pattern. I've I've had uh, pretty much the whole range from really high income uh, individuals to to very low, and and as far as location goes, um, it, it seems to be pretty random. So I wouldn't be able to say to you that. You know, it's more in the high density areas, and I think it falls down to the demographic and what what sort of work they've been doing. So, yeah. for example, students. I, going back to this two thousand dollars, I think the reason they bought it in is to really help overseas students, yeah. because they're the ones that clearly there's there's really no assistance from the government because they're obviously not citizens. So, you know, the Australian government wants to look after their own first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that. That two thousand um, would obviously help them a lot. So, so in answer to your question, it's probably not so much from my perspective the location as it is the the their own demographic and, and you know what they work in really how how is their income affected. So, um, but look, I, I guess we'll we'll see, especially in the case of that five thousand dollars scenario, because that that is that is really an issue. I mean. I mean, I do understand, you know, if you've got a lazy 5,000 just sitting around. Uh, and, of course, you know, I mean, I, I work for the landlords, right? But what I'm trying to do is create a, a win-win for all. So the landlord doesn't miss out on any money not, and the tenant gets the assistant and they can continue to, to move forward. Because if everyone does the right thing and they're transparent, once we come out of this uh, COVID sort of environment, um, you know, everyone's going to be happy if, if everyone's been looked after, so that's what I'm trying to do. I guess that's what I'm saying. But, but look, it's uh, it's it's been an interesting um, couple of weeks as we navigate through that because I've, as always, you know, I, I think the best scenario is to deal with every case one on one as opposed to introducing a blanket rule where, you know, you sort of go, okay, this is what we've got on offer and and this is what you've got at your disposal because, unfortunately, that that could unearth uh, you know, people who want to take advantage of the system. But but I'm working through that. I'll probably update you, you know, in another episode and let you know how it goes with regards to um, to getting access to that $2,000, which which could make a big difference, you know, because some of the, well, 
the majority of the ones that have been most hit have been in that sort of $1,500 to $2,000 per month of rental range. So in other words, you know, one and two bedroom apartments. Yeah. So the 2000 could potentially go a long way. You know, if they can afford to pay half the rent, it could go, you know, it could get them out of trouble for two, three, even four months in some cases. Yeah. So, um, so well, that's, that was one of the things that obviously um, it probably consumed, I reckon, a good 70, 80% of my week this week, Joe. Yeah, well, it seems to be uh, a lot of um, people uh, are requiring a lot of help that it, that's positive for them, but it's not, it's not really helping the economy or it's not helping sales or anything. I think we're in damage control mode at the moment, you know, but I mean, I suppose that's the job, you know, you've got to help people when they need it. People need help at the moment. So I think that's what distinguishes someone that's, you know, cares about their clients and their, um, you know, existing clients. I mean, at the moment uh, in the banking industry, um, this week, it's all the banks are all they're talking about is refinancing, refinancing. No one's talking about purchases. Um, yeah, yeah. the last two weeks, yeah, Joe. So, I guess, um, I remember back in, in the uh, when I was studying physics back in high school, I think, uh, isn't it uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction? And I think that. You know, one thing we've got to keep in mind that everything we do and everything that's happening at the moment with regards to, you know, rent reductions, mortgage payments, all that stuff, it has an on-flow effect that I don't think we're going to see for many months to come, you know, how it's going to affect the economy in general, how it's going to affect you know, individuals, how it's going to affect yes. businesses. So I think, um, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. So, you know, if we do our little bit to try and, keep the wheels turning, so to speak. Yeah, as then, long as you know, the more, you're right. The more we can do to help our clients, whatever happens, they'll be in a better position, you know. They'll be in a much better position um, than not getting help, you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that's, that's where we're at. Well, I'll tell you one thing. When we come out of this um, uh, isolation, I'm certainly looking forward to, uh, you know, a good handshake and a good hug with a few mates, including yourself. It's one thing that I miss the most is that, that human interaction. I mean, I love I love the technology. Don't get me longer. Like we're on a call right now, you know, face to face on computer. But nothing beats the old handshake and uh, and a good uh, <laughs> a bro hug. So I'm looking forward to one of those soon, Joe. All right. <laughs> well, listen. Until until next time, listeners. Thanks again for tuning in um, and uh, signing off from Max Pisano. And we hope to see you soon. And uh, signing off also from Joseph Pisano. And we do. Hope to see you soon and uh, keep well. Bye.